1: This is The Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things vice. It's Thursday, March 1st. I'm Sophie Casas. Today, we're diving into the dark depths of the internet to learn about the new phenomenon of AI-generated fake porn and its potentially harmful implications. But first, the headlines. This week, the Supreme Court ruled that undocumented immigrants aren't entitled to standard bond hearings. Typically, defendants in criminal cases get a shot at bail within days of being arrested. But undocumented immigrants can be held for months, sometimes even years, without that same opportunity. In 2015, a lower court ruled that immigrants had to receive a bond hearing within six months of their detention. But the Supreme Court struck down that time frame. It hasn't yet offered a replacement, and lawyers are scrambling to figure out what will happen to their clients. South Dakota is set to become the first state to not only tell abortion providers what they can say to patients, but also what they can't say. Historically, South Dakota has had some of the most restrictive abortion laws in the country, and there's currently only one abortion clinic in the whole state. Already, providers there are legally required to tell patients certain information, such as, quote, abortion will terminate the life of a whole, separate, unique, living human being. But under a first of its kind law passed on Monday, providers can no longer preface that information with the phrase, quote, politicians in the state of South Dakota require us to tell you that. And, On Wednesday, Dick's Sporting Goods, one of America's largest sports retailers, took a controversial stance in the debate over gun control. They announced that in the wake of the school shooting in Parkland, Florida, they will no longer sell assault-style rifles, high-capacity magazines, or bump stocks. Dick's will also stop selling firearms to people under the age of 21. And now, here's the news you won't get anywhere else. Within the last three months, a new user-friendly app has resulted in an explosion of convincing, AI-generated face-swap porn. These videos are being called deepfakes, and they're taking the internet by storm with terrifying speed. In a media landscape plagued with fake news and during a nationwide reckoning with sexual harassment and assault, deepfakes raise pressing questions about consent and how we consume visual information. I sat down with motherboard writer Samantha Cole to parse out this issue. For the past three months, you've been reporting on a new phenomenon, which is AI-generated porn. Can you talk about where
0: this all started and what it actually is? Sure. So this all started essentially on Reddit by a person under the username DeepFakes. So that's where the name DeepFakes came from. That's what people call these videos now, which are fake porn videos generated using a machine learning algorithm. People take the faces of celebrities usually and swap them onto the bodies of porn performers using a machine learning algorithm that trains on the two data sets to make one video. And it looks pretty real. It's not quite perfect yet, but some of them are pretty believable.
1: In some ways, this is very new, the sort of degree to which these images look real and how accessible this technology is becoming. But people have been doing these sort of face swaps and fake imaging for a long time using Photoshop. So what's different now?
0: Uh, What's different now, I think, is that you can create a pretty realistic video that looks like someone's doing something that they didn't without a ton of work. They're not easy to do. Um, You still require a little bit of knowledge on how AI works and how to code and some decent computer hardware. But It is doable for anyone on the consumer level with a little bit of patience. And I think the difference between this and, like, Photoshop is we're pretty accustomed to Photoshop and how that works. But video is kind of our, it's like our gold standard of believability. You see someone doing something in a video, you say, oh, that definitely happened. You hit share, it goes viral, and then that's kind of what happened, (laughs) for better or worse. So it's... Just a different level, a new level from the Photoshopped images, which have been going on for years and years since Photoshop existed. So someone also turned this one person's work, this deepfakes original user's work, into an app that you would download on your computer to run this itself. You kind of just give it the data sets. You set it up with a few tweaks and let it go. So it used to be something that wasn't so accessible to everyone. Now it's kind of democratized into something that everyone can have their hands on. So on February
1: 7th, you came out with a breaking news article on this topic after months and months of reporting on it. What happened that day?
0: So on that day, uh, we finally saw Reddit take some action. Reddit is kind of where it began, um, where it started getting widespread, and we had been asking them for at least a week and a half for some kind of comment on what they were planning to do. In the meantime, Discord and Twitter, Pornhub, a lot of other platforms said that they weren't going to allow deepfakes on their sites anymore, and Reddit was radio silence. So on that day, Reddit finally started moving on these subreddits and saying, we're not going to allow this on our site they actually took what used to be a single rule about uh, non-consensual porn and child porn and turned it into two different rules that were more widespread and covered deepfakes, essentially. So that was a big deal because then these makers had to go to other platforms to keep doing their hobby. And everywhere else, had pretty much told them no more. So they were you know, driven, driven deeper into the web, I guess. <laughs> In one of your
1: articles, you mentioned that before Reddit shut down or banned deepfakes, that subreddit actually had 90,000 members. So it's definitely a big step that Reddit has banned this. But we're still going to keep seeing it and seeing it evolve. So generally speaking, what do you see as the implications of this technology now and moving forward?
0: I think the implications for this are pretty serious, Um It's already a huge problem with fake news. And as we've seen in the current news cycle, and even in the election in 2016, fake news is a huge problem. And I think this is going to make it way worse. This technology moves really quickly. It can be combined with voice, fake voices. You can take a fake video of someone saying something and combine it with their voice saying something they never did. So I think that Fake news is going to be the biggest problem, I think. That's going to be the largest implication that I see, outside of porn, at least. Outside of the context of porn, how is AI being used more generally? So with this particular technology, it's already been used by big entertainment studios in Hollywood on things like putting Carrie Fisher's face on young Princess Leia in the end of Rogue One. Um, There are definitely good uses for this type of AI. You can protect someone's identity better using it. Um, you can, you know, create pretty cool movie effects and things like that. But these were all things that were done by big studios and AI researchers and not just your average hobbyist at home. In this
1: new deepfake landscape, are there ways that we can protect ourselves and our faces
0: There are definitely things that you can do once you find yourself the target of these things. I think the average person is not quite as in danger of finding themselves in fake porn as a celebrity or a porn star. Most of us, thankfully, don't have thousands and thousands of pictures in high resolution of our faces available on the internet like celebrities and porn performers do. And that's what it takes to make one of these right now. But that's not to say that the technology won't advance and get better and it will only take, you know, a couple dozen pictures off Facebook or something. Legally, there are some things you can do, but it does still exist in a privacy law gray area. It being a mashup of two people, it's not quite you. So that's a really interesting problem that we're going to have to have a lot of debates about and some reform over As far as protecting yourself and your images in the future, I would say think carefully about where you put lots and lots of selfies and who you give that information to. That is not to say that you shouldn't be using social media in the way that you're using it now. Platforms should definitely step up and protect their users better than they are. Um, But until that happens, unfortunately, we have to kind of protect ourselves. Following your
1: coverage of deepfakes and AI-generated porn over the past three months and seeing how quickly it's evolving, it's all a little bit grim and kind of scary. Is there anything positive that could come from this
0: technology or the press around deepfakes? So pretty much every AI researcher that I talk to about this really emphasize the need to start having these conversations now where we talk about uh, what is acceptable use of the technology and where we draw the line. I think it's bringing a lot of those questions up that have been much needed, and now we're seeing them happen at a faster rate. So I think that's the biggest positive step is that we're going to start thinking about and assessing how we view media on the Internet how we think about who owns our likenesses and our bodies, how other people think about women and how they see these two groups of people as just kind of objects that they can manipulate on their computers, which has been going on for years, but now it's really in our faces with this. And I think one of the biggest positives to come out of this is how we've seen platforms respond and them saying, this is it. No more of this. We're not going to allow non-consensual porn and women's images being used without their consent on our platforms. And I think that's one of the best things to come out of this. To learn
1: more on this topic, make sure to follow Samantha's reporting on motherboard.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.